0: Welcome to the terribly named Real Financial Planning broadcast on WKXL and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Matt Robeson, your host with our regular guest. I don't know. We're kind of co-hosts here. I, <laughs> I, I think I just promoted you, Mike Morton. Mike Morton is the proprietor of Morton Financial Advice. He has just received a promotion. He's very happy. He also hosts the Mike Morton podcast, which is called Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. You can find these shows in that podcast feed. And of course, in the Capital Close-Up podcast feed. Not sure where you're hearing this in one of those feeds, WKXL. But what we're doing in this episode is we are picking up on a conversation that we just started. It could be separated into two podcasts by the time you hear this, or you might've just heard it a few minutes ago on WKXL. In the first part of the show, we were talking about automatic savings and how great a mechanism this is, not just for your financial life, but just for taking decisions off your plate, for taking stress off your plate, for being a budgeting tool. If you do the savings part up front, this is like a fantastic life hack that Mike offered in a previous episode on budgeting. Like, just take the savings off the top. Then you don't need to worry about budgeting anything that's left over is what you can spend during that month. And so we're talking about all the benefits of that. But Mike, I wanted to pick up on where you just left off when we had to take that break a moment ago, which is you were saying, hey, you know, you can automate the savings. You can put it into different places. It could be long-term savings like an IRA. It could be short-term like just a savings account. Uh, It could be kind of Mm -hmm. a medium-term thing like I-bonds, you know, that vest over a few years. You were also just beginning to say, I I just wanted to hit this, that what you can do is you can put money into a brokerage account and then you can automatically have it go from there into different types of investments. So I was wondering if you could just pick up on that for a second. I I know it's a little bit in the weeds, but this is actually, I, I was just saying before that what's so great is that once you set these things up, it's a little upfront investment, but then messing with them and how much goes where and, and when is really easy. And I've done this myself. I have a brokerage account and I have it go into a long-term, um, a long-term fund and I set up anytime money comes in, it goes out and it does that on a regular schedule into this, this long-term investment. But I could have that be a number of things within the same financial firm and I could I could split it up and I could adjust those levels. so do you want anything more you want to say about managing through a brokerage account?
1: Yeah, first, I'm super excited that I'm now the co-host of this show. Um, thanks so much for my promotion. I have a whole speech ready, but I'll save that for another uh, another time. Listen, <laughs> titles are free man. there's no <laughs> money but you don't care about that what That's you fair. care about
0: all you care about is love
1: yeah and being the co-host oh man i feel awesome yeah um matt let me ask you a question i'm gonna answer your question but let me ask you a question first so you said you have some you know uh money that automatically goes into the market once a month Is that right? And how, tell me just the specifics, not, you know, you don't have to use the names of the brokerages, you know, you could do this at Fidelity and Vanguard and TD and and wherever, but how do you, where does it go? Does it go to like into a mutual fund, into um, portfolio?
0: Well, I have good news and bad news. (laughs) You're not going to know how to answer this question. (laughs) No, I know how to answer this question, Um, but it's bad news for me. For the rest of our listeners, it may or may not be bad news. So the way I set this up, because I didn't have a time travel uh, device and I couldn't (laughs) foresee the episode where you explained ETFs Uh, versus mutual funds. Right. When I have an automatic transfer that goes from my checking account to this firm that shall not be named, we'll call it uh, Voldemort Trade (laughs) Um, since it shall not be named. So Voldatrade takes this into a brokerage account, but then I don't want it sitting there because it's not invested in anything. So I have it set up so that the exact same monthly amount that comes in then goes into what turns out to be a mutual fund. Now, it is a very low fee, ultra low fee, Yep. Um, index fund. Is
1: it a target date fund? Or it just is an a index target, fund, target date fund. fund.
0: Okay, cool. But it has a mutual fund wrapper. And the reason that that's bad news for any of our listeners to that episode, which I know was down in the weeds, but turns out could have saved a lot of us a lot of money, <laughs> is that if I had known to set that up as an ETF, I wouldn't have gotten clobbered by taxes this year when the IRS made that. change to the way they treat mutual funds so well it wasn't it
1: wasn't the irs um but yeah as the fund flows how it works from mutual funds so just you know uh, for those that are confused in your taxable brokerage account favor using etfs exchange traded funds etfs over mutual funds so don't you know the name of this episode is don't be like matt use etfs and not mutual
0: funds right, it's reverse of the uh, commercial um, yeah awesome. so okay. so that's so the way just, it works but i could yep. but i could it's a target date fund but you know like the, the question to you is i could set up any number of different styles of accounts there yep. some of which are long time horizon some of which are short time horizon at voldemort trade and uh you know i could i could do those automatic flows any number of ways
1: that's right. So you can set up so we're talking about automatic savings, uh, which is where we left off. And, you know, you've got direct deposit from your paycheck coming in each month or a couple times a month. And you realize, like, I'm already maxing my, you know, 401ks and my IRAs, maybe. And you've got a little bit of extra that you'd like to spend in the future. So let's set up automatic 500 a month, thousand a month, whatever it is, to sweep it out of your everyday account. Um, and save it for future spending. And there's a number of ways of doing that. So you're asking, you know, what is a way that you might want to get that directly invested into the market or into safe funds? It could be a bond, you know, mutual fund or a money market fund or something like that. So there's a number of different opportunities. One that I would highlight, a couple. One is the one you're doing. You know, you can get it into these brokerage accounts and then automatically invest it into a mutual fund, an ETF, multiple funds, Uh, you know, and set that up. The other way you can do, there's some pretty cool technologies out there now where you can create your own little mini portfolios and money that is transferred into those accounts is automatically spread into that portfolio. Mm. So I know uh, Motif Investing is one. M1 Finance, I've mentioned on the podcast before, Um, I like them, I've used them uh, myself in the past. And what you do at, um, say, M1 Finance, and there's other places that do this, is you can create your own portfolio. So you can say, I'd like some U.S. large caps, some U.S. small caps, some international, some bonds, whatever, or I want, you know, I love Amazon and Microsoft, I'm going all tech, I want you know, these, Spotify and Amazon and Microsoft and these. And so you can say, I want 20% of each of these things. And every time you add money into that account, $300 a month it will automatically flow into your own customized portfolio that you set up and that's a pretty cool opportunity not to get into you know necessarily individual stock picking and stuff that can be people's cup of tea that's great Uh, it's not something I often promote but just having a diversified portfolio now let me give you an example how I personally use this I have uh, some money that I'm saving for my kids future now, this might be to just help them out with a you know, down payment for a house or first purchase of a car or a high school graduation. You know, my kids are young. This is a high school graduation gift to you know, get them started, something like that. So instead of having to come up with that $1,000 at high school graduation, I'm going to stick $50 a month. I'm just going to save $50. Bu- I'm not going to miss 50 bucks a month. So I've set up a long-term portfolio for my kids and $50 a month can go into that account and get automatically invested uh, into that account for long term savings for my kids. So there's one example, like you mentioned, the five or your own future spending or whatever it is, there's multiple examples that you can use the same kind of automatic savings uh, to, pa- to have less decision making. It's already there. It makes you feel great. I see it coming out. Ah, oh, that's great. You know, uh, something for my kids it makes me feel good. And it's all automated.
0: And this is the kind of thing that, you know, th- this is very, very real world stuff. You were mentioning the story in the, in the part one of this, you know, your client Jane, who apparently is on the dating market, <laughs> is quite a catch. Um, but, you know, one of the things you did is, you know, now that she's got a little bit more income, you yeah. helped her set this up. Where is the automatic savings? How are you setting it up? What are the logistics of that? Where is it going? And then, you know, you could follow through with something like that. You know, whoever people work with, and if it's, uh, you know, an M1 motif, whatever it is, you can set that up and you could take the approach I've taken with Voldemort trade-up. I'm just going to, I want to be in an index fund. I don't want to do it myself. That's fine. That's plenty diversified. Or you you could do it your own way, or you could split it into long term, short term, all those options are open to you. And the the key point here is, yes, there's an upfront investment of time and effort. But also it becomes so much easier after that. And there are people out there who can help you with all of this. It's really not that. And by the way, all these firms that you mentioned, you know, the TDs, Vanguards, all those, they get someone on the phone, you know, like they (laughs) will be be happy to help you (laughs) to set to set this up for you. And then there's not much more you got to do after that. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. A lot of our listeners may be thinking to themselves, "Well, this is great if you're Jane and you know you're you're suddenly you're making 200k and you've got gobs of money because you're single and you don't have kids. If you have kids, you don't have any extra money, so don't worry right. about it. this. This is <laughs> that's but, right. But what if you are one of those people? What if you've got kids and you have no extra money, or you just you don't have a lot of income? What if it feels like you don't have any extra money? What do you do then?
1: Yeah. And I can really, you know, understand that, um, that a lot of people just like we were saying before, we're in attention deficit uh, times. and Things are going going crazy. And the same with money. It's like money's just coming in. Money's going out. Um, It's crazy these days. So I would suggest that there's always a little bit extra that you might have. Okay, so that's where I would start, is like, I understand, okay, cool, I'm, I'm maybe saving a little bit like I can in my 401k, I've got 5% going in there, and, um, you know, I'm saving a little bit in my IRA, but I just don't have more than that, you know, kids, kids, ca- summer camps, and, you know, everything else to pay mortgage payments for my, for my house, etc. So, I would recommend trying to start super small, like, go ahead and do it anyway, say, look, I'm going to save 25 bucks a month. 25 bucks a month into, you know, automatically swept out of my everyday account into something. And then maybe it is for your kids or maybe it's for, maybe it's for um, gifts at the end of the year. Hey, I'm gonna set up a little gift fund start it here in the spring and 25 bucks a month. So by the time we get towards the end of the year, I've got a few hundred dollars in there that I didn't expect to have, and it's gonna be sitting there. So I would always suggest that you could start small, set up the habit, um, see how it feels to you, both from do you have the money, you know, was it available, and also how does it feel to save? Does it, You know, how does that make you feel? So well, I would always suggest starting there.
0: You know, the other benefit of that approach, it's, it seems to me, is that if you are setting aside funds into a separate account, even if if you're only getting a small amount of interest, even if you're not getting interest at all and it's just – It's just building up, it's like you're functionally putting it under the mattress. I love that idea of let's identify spending that isn't in 20 years, but isn't like right now, that spending that's in three months, six months, a year. We all have that, we all have known expenses that are gonna come up and we say, all right, I'm going to put money aside and it's to cover this. Because what you could always find is, let's say it's a gift fund maybe you don't spend as much on gifts as you thought, or, you know, maybe something else intervenes. Maybe, you know, if it's a gift fund, maybe your kids get a huge gift from grandma and you're like, I don't need to use this this year. Then all of a sudden you've got the money sitting there and then it, it goes somewhere else. So again, it's an option value
1: thing. Yeah. The other thing is that by starting small, depending on where you are in life, you know, starting small, it's a habit that you're going to build on. And you mentioned that earlier, Matt, like once you've set these things up, it's so much easier to adjust them. Once you're doing 25 a month, I suspect in three months, you'll bump that to 50. You just you just doubled the amount that you can do. Um, So just by starting small, it's the same with anything, any recommendation anybody ever made. Lifting weights, losing weights, you know, getting stronger, trying to run farther or faster. You know, anything it is, is just start learning a new language, just start small. Just go for like, you know, something small, you feel good, you've made progress, so you start feeling better, and you're just gonna start building momentum. So I'd always recommend with just starting, and as small as it needs to be just get the habit going.
0: Well, that's also super true just from a pure financial standpoint when you think about the power of compounding. Now, you've talked about that like compound interest. We 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 covered this in the episode on fees and you gave this astounding statistic. It was like what was, it was like $150,000 from, you know, a difference of 1% in fees over 20 years. I mean, it was just some some immense number and the thing is that it doesn't take there the internet is actually rife with examples of this you you could do like a quick google not if you're driving and listen <laughs> if you're driving you know, pull you're, over you, first yeah, but yeah, you know, <laughs> i mean it's this is a, such a fast google of examples the numbers are so easy of like you save an astonishingly small amount each month and let's say it turns out you don't end up using it you tuck it away you get even a little bit of interest on that in 20 years, it's it's a big number. And so, yeah. you know, and then what you've done is you've made that upfront investment of time in all of the mechanisms that y- you need to do. That's the hard part. And the, the rest is easy. And as time goes by, you're going to turn into Jane. Yeah. You're going to get a better job, whatever it is.
1: And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make people feel better because we can't live in like the the years long time frame. I mean, we live in the hours and maybe the days, you know, that's all we can see in front of us. But trust me, like think back, you know, 10 years ago, what if you had started at $25 a month? Have you gotten, you know, pay raises in the meantime? You know, has your income gone up a little bit? You know, maybe your expenses have gone up as well. But well, my point is, if you start small, and then when you do get a pay increase or a raise or a new job, you can immediately, it's so much easier to immediately add to that versus having to start it, all right? And that's why we always recommend starting.
0: Look, I mean, I, I know we were gonna do a whole episode on this, and we will. Well, we can put a pin in it, but I'll just tease it that I started, when I worked on Capitol Hill, my first job, I don't know, I don't think it was quite $30,000 a year. Um, it was low, I mean, that's low now. And it was, it was low then. And I set aside a very small amount into the federal thrift savings plan. And over time, yes, my salary rose, but because I set up that mechanism and I never even thought about it, there is a lot that, that fund, I'm not going to put numbers on this. It's a little embarrassing, but like that, that fund is a substantial part of our retirement savings now, almost 20 years later. (laughs) And, you know, I haven't touched it. I haven't touched it in 10 years. I haven't worked on Capitol Hill. I've been added to it. It's just been sitting there. It's just what I added during a relatively low income portion of my career. And yep. it has ballooned just because... Like day one, when I was setting things up, it's like, do you want to put 3%, there's a little match? It's like, yes, I will. Well, 3% of nothing is, you know, is, is nothing, but 3% of a little is, you know, a little, it yeah. builds up. Hey, you know, as we round the, the corner toward the end of this, the second part of this episode, um, let's let's talk like action steps. Like if people are, it's like, okay, Matt, Mike, you've convinced <laughs> me, I get it, I'm there. What do I do now? What are What are like three steps that people could take right now this week to get this done
1: yeah perfect my first we've said this already go ahead and just set up automatic savings so wherever your everyday checking account you know the direct deposit is coming in from your paycheck log into that account and figure out how to save every month 50 bucks 100 bucks thousand bucks into a longer term savings account it might be pushing it from that account and pulling it from the other however you need to set it up just go ahead and spend the 20, 30 minutes and get that set up today. So that's number one. And you're going to feel so good about that. And you could stop after number one. Okay, but two other things you can um, work on is just getting making sure that's set up. Look at maybe how you want to get it invested. So if you're like, hey, this is for my IRA or for my five two nines or for my future spending in five or 10 years, maybe you want to get that into the market so you can consider where exactly it goes and what it's going to be used for. And then thirdly, Give yourself a pat on the back, feel great about doing that. It's not these things are, you know, we say like, Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy to do this stuff. It's not always easy. All right. We should celebrate every time that you do something for yourself that makes you feel great or setting yourself up for success or helping someone else do a great job. Just take a moment and say like, all right, man, I just, I spent that 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, this was great. I'm so excited about it.
0: One job at a time every job a success. And if you take a moment to recognize that, it does feel awesome and it does pay off down the road. All right, Mike Morton, thanks so much for running down all of this great info with us.
1: Thanks, Matt.